0: Hey there. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo. Thanks so much for joining me. You are going to want to take notes for this one. If you're driving, don't take notes while you're driving. Pull over. Maybe don't pull over. But at some point, (laughs) take notes because I am sitting down with Kristen Hinman, who is just so fantastic when it comes to personal branding, when it comes to taking those strategic next steps you need to take in order to strategically, can I say strategic one more time, develop your story, your brand and deliver it in a way that's going to resonate with your ideal audience. All this and more in this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast with Kristen Hinman. Here we go. So, as it pertains to personal branding within the automotive industry, and of course, those who have been listening to the podcast for a while know that we use the term automotivepreneur quite frequently. None better to join me than who I have in front of me right now. And, you know, I was immediately excited when I read your LinkedIn profile where you've so eloquently articulated what it is you do, where you say, helping emerging entrepreneurs into become strategic storytellers. And I think this is exactly what I want to pick your brain on. So uh, first question to you is a little bit of background. like How did you get into this? Where did this all come from? How did you get into helping entrepreneurs become strategic storytellers?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a fun story. So I have a background in doing broadcast PR. So really major pieces like My clients were interviewed by people like Barbara Walters, Anderson Cooper. They were on today's show in 2020. And what would happen is they would get this, you know, that's massive exposure, right? It's getting in front of millions of eyeballs at a time. And what would happen is they would become dependent on it. Um, And the way that they got on those shows was in our ability to tell their story. So I had to get really good at learning how to find out what was interesting and tell it in a way that resonates with people. So when I launched my own agency in 2016, I knew a couple things. I knew that the industry was going more towards like what you were saying, personal brands, video, audio, like this podcast. And I also knew that the media industry was changing. But the one thing that doesn't change is that your story and the ability to tell your story is actually what makes you unique now everyone who's listening to this any everyone out there you have a very unique set of skills you have a unique set of experiences and when you can tap into that when you can meet someone who wants to hear your story and who you can bring you know you can find that human connection That's really when, you know, like what you had said, the personal brand side of it, that's really when it starts to stand alone, because, you know, just what caught your attention, the fact that you said um, that you just read kind of my tagline on LinkedIn, I could have said I have a digital marketing agency, I could have said I have a PR company, I could have said, you know, I could have said 10 million other things. And that's really, you know, it's boring it doesn't make me stand out it doesn't talk about who i am it doesn't talk about um you know what i can bring to the table and so when i work with clients you know we really work to get to the bottom of that story and then how do we take that online or in person even in a way that makes sense for what it is you're trying to accomplish so you know i would argue that potentially those listening to this show you know they're Yes, you you might be passionate about sales and, um, you know, selling, selling the car and beating records. But I would say at the end of the day, most people listening probably want a better life. They want a little more freedom. They want some flexibility. Um, And so like, how does your story, how can we tell your story in a way that's also going to allow you to have those things that you want, no matter what that is that you want? So I like to kind of look at the big picture and, and try to merge them together when I work with people.
0: Yeah, I love this because I think so often, you know, especially as it pertains to, say, a car sales professional or somebody working inside of an existing business, they go, oh, man, I'm so limited by these walls of which I work within or or, you know, maybe the sky isn't the limit here and maybe I feel like um, I'm limited or, or this sort of a thing. But I mean, from from the way it sounds is you you anybody has the ability to. Convey the right message to their audience, it just requires maybe, like you said, getting to the bottom of it and identifying what makes you unique.
1: Exactly. I think you hit it on the head, and I, I want to kind of pull from what you said. and let's talk about what most people do first. So most people in marketing, in sales, um, whether you're selling a car or you're selling legal services or you're selling you know books, most people kind of come all out at once, right? I have this amazing car i have this amazing book look at all the things i've done i like to take a different approach and get into conversation with people because everyone has some type of problem the reason that they're at your lot is they have some type of problem so being in conversation of just finding out why they're there so for instance you could let's say really let's say if it was me personally i'm a mom of two i have two young kids You know, I might really hone in on a mini, minivans, for instance, or I might really hone in on finding that perfect vehicle for a mom who doesn't want to drive a minivan and who wants to still, you know, still be able to tote her kids around. There's all, you know, anyone who comes to the lot, yes, they need a car, but there's going to be a very specific problem that that person came to solve. And when you can identify what that problem is, and then be able to position yourself using your story in a way that can help them. The deal is made before, like that is when the deals get made. And if you think about it, you know, the people who come back to you, the people who refer you, they probably refer you and love you because they resonated with some part of your story. They probably do that because you actually cared about what they had to say and you listened. Um, I, you know, obviously it's just a yes. I can't speak for everyone, but I would say if you actually took a step back and evaluated it, that's usually where, that's usually where I make the most sales, usually where my clients make the most sales. And I think that it applies to everyone who is in kind of a sales and marketing industry, regardless of what specifically you're selling at the end of the day, you're selling a solution to their problem. So how can you, how can your story help them solve that problem?
0: I love this because, you know, as you're as you're saying this, I'm thinking about, well, gosh, this podcast. Do do I op- or operate an agency? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Do I talk about it a lot on the show? Rarely ever. However, you know, by putting myself out there, by um allowing people bit by bit to get to know me. um, mm. It's been one of the largest contributors to the growth of my companies that I that I've ever experienced from an inbound perspective, just simply by, like you said, maybe not coming out there and being like, here's who I am. And here's what I do. And here's, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, just as the show has progressed over the last five or six years, people have gotten to know me and realize, Hey, this is somebody that we actually want to work with.
1: Totally. And you know, what's really interesting about what you said, you talked about putting yourself out there. I'm a big believer in messy action, which just means like go and do it. You don't know if you're going to sell it or resonate with someone unless you go and talk about it, or you go and do it, or you put yourself out there. And I think I think that that's kind of a, where a lot of people can start to feel like, oh, it has to be done a certain way, or it has to, you know, I have to. I was trained this way, so I have to do it. I think that the more, you know, at the end of the day, you're you're human. I'm human. We kind of joked about this before we we started recording. The people coming to the Carla, they they have very specific needs that they want. They don't care that you have a quota to make. That doesn't motivate them. You know, they they want to know that they're going to like, let's go back to that mom example. I want to know that I'm going to look cool. Like the car's not going to break. My kids are going to be safe, but it's not a minivan. You know, right. like that's a yeah, very yeah. specific problem as opposed to someone who comes in and says, hey, I need a truck to, uh, you know, tow my, my RV behind me or something. You know, there's just... Yeah. It's, and if you never took the time to understand that, and you never took the time to ask and to get into conversation with someone, I, you know, you're, you're starting from behind, in my opinion.
0: Does it? I, I mean, do you think the current state of affairs stem from the fact that we are too focused inward? Like, even though this is about developing our story and being able to tell our story in a in a way that resonates with others, do you think so many people just can't do it genuinely because? They're too focused on themselves to begin with.
1: Mm, I think that's a great question. I I don't necessarily think that because I think you know that would assume that most people listening are selfish or like only out for themselves. Which sure, knowing right. you, the
0: intention, obviously. Yeah, but, and right. knowing yeah, yeah.
1: you and the type of people that you attract in your audience, I would say that I think what ends up happening is that we get a little too attached to the outcome. So, you know, and I know that there's sort of these outside pressures of like sales and quotas and things we have to hit and, you know, obviously providing for our families the the catch twenty two when my business really start to take off, when I see my clients really, you know grow and scale in a way that they never thought possible, is actually being unattached to the outcome. And what that means is not that you don't care. it means that you're talking to someone and not listening um. that you can say the next right thing it's listening from a place so that you can respond appropriately because you Mm want to be able to help them right like you're even if that person walked away will they walk away thinking man i just had a really great experience um as an example my husband is an attorney and as you can imagine he gets tons of calls from people that either aren't the right fit or you know don't maybe have all the information And when he takes the time to just kind of talk to them and talk them through that and find out what it is, even if he can't, he's actually gotten more um, online Google reviews from people that he has literally sent away. But in that context, then, you know, like, yes, he has tons of reviews from his clients, but we have tons of reviews from those types of people on his site. So it's, you know, when you can unattach from like, I have to sell this person a car or um, no matter what your industry is, like, I have to do this but, and kind of reattach yourself to like, how can I genuinely like see and hear this person? And then what can I do to help them? You know, I've, even in my own agency, in fact, just yesterday, I got on a call with someone who was referred to me and he got about 10 minutes in. And I said, so if I understand correctly, you're looking for X, Y, Z. And he said, yeah. I said, you know what, to be honest, that's not my wheelhouse, but I know someone whose it is and because i was able to listen and hear what he was trying to say and then reflect it back to him he was like oh yeah that is what i need yeah i don't you know and so like i can't do that i couldn't help him with that i could help him with certain aspects of it which i was upfront about but i couldn't help him with what he was looking for specifically and i think the more we can unattach from like this outcome of like there has there's this pressure and we have to do it a certain way or we have to say the right things and just start listening from the perspective of, can I help them? And how do I respond to what they said? Not how do I respond to what I think they said? (laughs) I think that's it. I think that that in my opinion, from what I've seen, I think that's what tends to happen to answer your question.
0: Yeah, I love that. It it boils down to kind of one of three of our kind of basic human desires, which is to be understood. Like everybody Mm. just wants to be understood. And we get frustrated when we're not understood. And I think that's where a lot of the friction in the retail auto industry comes from as it pertains to sales professionals, because, you know, the customer um, shows up and they might show up physically or they might show up by showing their intent through an online lead or a referral or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they are not met with seeking to understand. They are met with, oh, they showed themselves that they walked into the light. Now I will sell them a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And and while there is an emerging group of very, very powerful automotive preneurs out there um, that are changing the narrative like that seems to be kind of this common thing. And so what I love about what you're saying is. Hey, like, how about you go into each interaction seeking to understand that individual so that you can appropriately respond? Like, I love what you said about pr- responding appropriately versus just wanting to be heard, you know, or maybe making yourself out to be the expert. Because my, my best guess is in that interaction you had with that individual the other day is that they left that call with a deeper respect for who you are and what cool. you stand for.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, he literally, I mean, in, re- in reference to that call, he emailed me saying exactly that. And, you know, it, it works for me because I know that I wouldn't be able to serve him. I wouldn't be able to solve the current problem he has. Um, and, you know, I'm, who's to say that he might not come back or refer someone else to me? You know, that's typically how those types of things happen, um, sure. which actually, you know, I know that in the very traditional model, it's like, how many people can we get in the door? And I'm really a fan of looking at what resources do we already have? Because people who have come to you, people who have like, let's say they've come to you and not bought, or people who have bought from you before, those actually are your best customers. Someone who's bought from you before, if you can nurture that relationship, they're going to buy from you again. they're going to send people to you. And so when I, you know, when I consult with people or when I work with people, I like to say, that's usually where I start because it's actually, you know, the easy part is actually to get people in the door, but the, not the difficult part, but the, the fun part really is, is what you're talking about. It's like getting into conversation, finding more of those right people that you want to work with, as opposed to just sort of a random you know okay this person is like perfectly primed and ready all i have to do is close the deal how can we get more people to you who are in that state and like get them into that state quickly more quickly
0: yeah and so you know i know even for myself as i'm taking notes i go okay so what what is the starting point cuz i mean and and being very open here uh that's probably where i struggle the most is sitting mm-hmm. down and kind of analyzing who I am, what I believe—I I know all those things. But then I go, "Cool, well, I've got a run-of-the-mill story <laughs> that, mm-hmm. in the climate of today's social, you know, feeds and all this kind of stuff, I'm just basically the guy next door." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of people struggle with that. So, from your vantage point, someone with your experience and expertise, what are maybe some simple things you can um, have our mm-hmm. listeners thinking about that's going to maybe help them? look at their story differently or maybe shape out their story differently.
1: Mm, good question. Um, and you had asked you kind of in the beginning, you had said, what is the starting point? Did you have something specific that like, what's the starting point for what for getting more sales for growing a brand? Yeah, what maybe, maybe.
0: let's talk about the branding thing, because I think getting clarity on your personal brand is probably where people struggle with. I mean, a lot of people talk about the tactics of getting sales and the word tracks and the process mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. But branding, getting clear on brand, I think is that still this mm-hmm. kind of ambiguous, like, uh, what is it? How do I even come up with it sort of a thing? So maybe let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about developing the personal brand.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's fun. I love to talk about that stuff. So a couple of things in terms of like where you could start with that is Oftentimes, you are doing something right now that you are really good at that you don't realize. And actually, this happens to me all the time. Like me personally, you have a skill set, you have a set of experiences that is really unique to you. And what typically tends to happen what I see is that most people, it comes so easily to them that they overlook it. And just because it's easy for you doesn't mean that it's simple. So someone else can really resonate with whatever that is that comes easy. So I'll give you an example. Um, You know, you might be listening and you might be really good at getting into conversation with people. Um, You might be really good at like visually describe or showing or describing. Um, You might be like, you might be a mom, you might be a single mom or a parent or, Um, like that might be your unique experience. I think, um, you know, usually where I have people start is I kind of get them to, to identify those things. Um, what, what have you done in the past that you've really loved? What do you do now that comes really easy to you that people always stop you and say, man, thanks so much for helping me with that. Um, maybe it's finding, you know, sometimes some people are really good at like finding creative ways to get financing. I mean, All of these things where it's easy to you because you do it day in and day out that's all something that's really interesting um now how do you get sort of develop a story about that you you then even want to take a step back so let's use that example of someone who's really creative at finding ways to get financing is you know how did that start how did you learn it where did that come from was there an example of like maybe how you screwed it up when you first started or like a client was unhappy you know when you can share those stories that's when you're sharing you know like i was saying before you're sharing your humanity people like they can be like oh man yeah that's totally happened to me or um you know yeah i went to some other car salesman and he tried to pretend that doesn't happen and i know that's bs you know there there, there's just there's things in what you're doing every day there's things in how you interact with people Um, there's things in your past experiences for me, I've, I've played volleyball professionally. I've worked as a server. I've, you know, I'm a mom, like I said, to two young kids. I have started a business. I have a career in PR. So sometimes it's just a matter of like finding the common threads between that. Um, like when I worked as in a server, as a server in a restaurant, I loved talking to people. I hated, you know, some of the other aspects that come with it, but when I could really talk to people and be like, Hey, you know, like what's going on and what are you doing? Like that's people loved it, you know, and that lit me up too. And so as I started to kind of develop my career, I kind of followed these threads too of like things that I enjoyed and like the certain aspects and leave what I don't like and take what I do. And, um, I think it's just and then the final thing is really just sharing it with people in an authentic way. Um, you know, I do think that there's kind of a there's a fine line between maybe being oversharing or like too vulnerable. Um, and I I think that I think there is it, it is appropriate to be vulnerable and share those kinds of stories, but only in service of the person who's coming to you. Um, you know, I don't like to share stories just to share it and like bra- like from a bragging perspective. I usually Mm -hmm. kind of tell pieces of my story to people where I can tell like that story is really going to help them out in this situation. And I only get to that point by listening to them. I only get to that point by understanding where it is right now that they're like, what is it that they're running up against? What's the problem that they came to me for solve? What was like the catalyst for them coming in? You know, those are, that's a, that's a really great icebreaking question. When someone comes in, what's, you know, what's the catalyst for you? Why'd you come in? I know people t- tend to ask, why'd you come in today? But it's a good, um, you know, opening salvo. And then you can kind of, with those things in hand that I talked about, use pieces of your story so that they can relate to you, so that they understand what's going on. Um, you know, if, you, if you're if you listening to this, you probably hear me talk. Anytime I say a word that's probably like industry jargon, I tend to stop and say, all that means is. And so when you can like explain that to, to people, um, you know, that's when you develop the know, like, and trust and the referrals and the network. Um, because, you know, if I said a word and no one understood it, they probably would have stopped listening 10 minutes ago, because it would have been over their head, you know? And I think the same applies in in car, in car sales. Sometimes people come in and they're intimidated and they don't know. And the more you can put them at ease using your story and using um you know language they can like language like you might talk to some children or like language you might just talk to your friends that's usually when when i find things resonate the most with
0: with people there's a couple of things that stood out to me from what you were talking about here first of all you you <laughs> i love how you were like you know um there's these things we do really well that come to us easily, but maybe we discredit them or whatever. Oh, by the way, I was a professional volleyball player. Yeah, (laughs) "Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And so I need to know more about that. And then, and then the other part was you said something that I know I've personally found as a challenge, which is because there are so many out there doing maybe what sound like similar things or whatever. And because of the pace no. of social media at, and the rate at which these individuals are sharing about themselves, I've always been reluctant because I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to come off as bragging. I don't want to come off the wrong way. I don't want to maybe sound like some of these individuals that rub me the wrong way. And so, you know, I find reluctance in that. Uh And so I'm interested in your, in your thoughts on that. But first, just a quick, so what are you talking about? Professional <laughs> volleyball player. That's so funny that that's what you picked up on. So see, I, I
1: would never have known. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I grew up playing volleyball. I loved it. I went to college and um, about a year into working at an advertising agency. Cause I thought, Oh, you know, sex in the city was big at the time and mad men. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to put my marketing degree to use. I got there and I hated it. (laughs) The reality didn't match up to the daydream. So um, my friend at the time was playing overseas in Switzerland, one of my best friends. And she's like, hey, you want to come play with me? They're going to pay me. She said, yeah, they'll pay you a little bit and they'll give you a place to live. I'm like, when do I come? (laughs) (laughs) So it it was, um, you know, technically I got paid to play. Was it any kind of like big fancy league? No, but it was an amazing experience. I got to live in Switzerland for nine months, had all my expenses paid for, traveled around a bit. And that, you know, that
0: was. Yeah. Climbing, I don't, I don't know if on. any, yeah. And I don't know if any individual listening is going, oh, that, that was a sucky deal. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, where do you, where do no, I well, sign yeah, up? Yeah. Where do that, I sign? Yeah. I mean, especially um,
1: at 23 years old, right? Like that right out I'm of college. Totally and bad. Yeah.
0: 23 in Switzerland. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's super exciting. Talk to me about the the whole like, how do we overcome this sense of bragging, or is it in the fact mm-hmm. that you um, need to get clarity on your brand, your standards, your what you stand for, mm-hmm. what you stand against, your mission? Like, how does that all come about? Because I and to this day, obviously, there there's some things that I'm extremely Happy and pleased that I've been able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but so little of it is broadcast because I I don't know. I don't know what the right word is to describe it, but I for lack of better words, it's like, man, I just don't want to come off as a bragger because that's just not natural to who I am.
1: Mm. Yeah. And if I'm hearing your question correctly, you're kind of asking like, how do I stand out in a way that's authentic to who I am and what I yeah, want to yeah. portray? Totally. That, yeah. So that's a great question. A couple of things that come to my mind is, um, you know, you had mentioned, hey, there's all this kind of, you know, crap out there for lack of like, it. Like people are just getting bombarded and ads and um, social media and video and podcasts. And there, we're, we're in a, obviously, we all know we're in a space in time where we're just literally every second, something's pinging or going off. Um, I think, again, what most people do is we tend to bring everything to the table when we, when we post or when we talk about things. And for good reason, because typically when we do that, it's usually out of a place of wanting to help people. It's like, look at all the things I could do for you. Don't you need this? Don't you get it? Don't, why don't you guys understand? Don't you want this? And what happens is it's overwhelm. What happens is overwhelm. I would argue that it's actually a disservice. To those people because they can't grasp what you're trying to portray i think that's what most people do now the question then becomes like why doesn't that work so again it goes back to overwhelm like the, the message is too long it takes too many brain cells to read they they're getting too many stimulus from other things they're gonna like they read a couple lines and they're gone um now let's let's look at what we can do instead is really getting clear on the problem that you help people solve now it looks different or actually it sounds different as people um it, what i mean by that is like people will say it differently but at the end of the day it's usually a couple of things sometimes it's money but usually when i run into um money objections which, which i'm guessing a lot of dealers do it's usually more of what I call like an identity thing. You know, people want to make sure that they like that they look good to people, that they're not going to go home and someone says, God, you got a shitty deal. I'm sorry. Can I swear on this podcast like that? Um, you know, like there's just sometimes there's just other things at play that you don't know again until you get into conversation. And so when you can get really clear on like that problem that you help people solve and when you can put out For lack of a better word when you can put out content that speaks specifically to them and not necessarily all the steps required right it's more like here's a problem i see this is a structure i actually tend to use in some of my social media posts here's a problem i see um and then i call it agitate the problem here's what's going to happen if you don't solve that problem So, you know, like you're going to drive a beat up car, you're going to, you're going to go to soccer practice and you'll be like, you'll have the worst car in the lot, like things like that. Maybe it sounds a little stupid, but something that agitates like the problem that most people experience. And then I like to give a little tip about how to solve that. And it can be from a big picture perspective. Again, it doesn't need to be all 60 steps that go into like how to solve that problem our goal usually for doing some type of advertisement or social media it's really just to get their attention and get them to say yeah i think that could be me i like to say that you get them to raise their hand a mentor of mine uses that phrase you want to get them to raise their hand and say hey i think that could be me what should i do about it now you can get into conversation with people Whereas before you're throwing all this info at people and they're throwing up their hands and walking away because it's too much. When when you can think about using advertising, social media, um, marketing, PR as a way to just get people interested enough to say, that could be me and to raise their hand. Now you can take the next step with them and i think what most people do is they use marketing, social media, advertising, pr as like here's all the things you could do. We hope we can solve one of something you're looking for. But when you can actually do it in the reverse order and be really clear on that problem, that's how you're going to stand out because you actually this is a good thing. You actually eliminate the 90% of people who that's not for because you don't want those people anyway. It's going to be too hard You're going to have to convince them. Nobody wants to be convinced. You guys all know this. No one wants to be convinced of anything. They don't want to be bullied into anything. But now you're going to get 10% of people who are raising their hand and say, yeah, I think that's me. Oh, what do I do about that? How do I learn more? Now we're in conversation. Now those are warm leads. Now those are people who actually want to talk to you instead of throwing up their hands and being like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah, it makes so much sense attract the right audience repel the wrong audience mm-hmm. um and and it just makes so much more sense and you know i don't know it eliminates a pandemic in this industry it's a it's a pandemic of pathetic proportions um which is that there's so many lead zombies ah mm. the solution to the problem is we just need more leads mm. Get more leads more 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 Leads, yeah. leads, leads, it's the walking dead of leads. Mm-hmm. And and instead of realizing, yeah, but like, why? Just for yeah. the sake of getting leads, why, why don't we want to increase the quality of these interactions or the, the people that are showing intention uh, or raising their hand, as you said, yeah. by knowing that we're drawing in the right people with the right message to begin with?
1: Mm, absolutely. Leads are not the issue. Typically, when people think they have a lead issue, oftentimes it's an issue of not being clear on the problem that they solve. And I like to say you need to to keep it really simple. You can usually say it in a sentence is I, who do I help and how do I help them? And when you can refine that, and that's a statement that always changes for me. It changes for my clients. And it changes in the sense that we refine it and we talk to more people and it gets better and we start using the language that people who are asking us these questions use so when you can get really clear on who do i help and how do i help them uh, that's actually when you attract the right people and repel the people you don't want because that's actually a question i get a lot is like okay cool well how do i attract them is you start operating from this place of this is who I am really freaking good at helping. And yes, you know, that that makes people a little scared because it's like, well, what about all the other people? Mm -hmm. Trust me when I tell you that the other people will come because something in what you're saying is resonating with them. But if you can get really clear and build your business, build your sales funnel on, I really help this person. If that's you, come see me. You will start to, it's a, It's again, it's a bit of a catch-22, but that's when you start getting all these referrals and, hey, how about this? And can we do this? Because you're just, you're being authentically you. You're representing your values. You're just saying, hey, I'm really good at this, Um, you know, helping people with this. If that's not you, no worries. You know, let me introduce you to my colleague or um, uh, let's find something that will work for you. But if that's you, like, let's talk because, man, I could knock it out of the park for you.
0: I love this conversation so much. There are undoubtedly dozens and dozens more questions that I I could ask, but I'm not gonna do that to you today. Uh, But I do wanna turn it over to you one last time. How can those listening get in touch with you? Mm.
1: So if anything I've said resonates with you today, the best place to find me is probably Instagram, which is Kristen underscore Hinden and i am true i walk the walk so if i want to be in conversation with you if something i've said hits you hits home for you shoot me a message there shoot me a dm i would love to chat with you and just get to know you say hi say what's up i'd love it i'd love to just make connections with people
0: brilliant thanks so much for joining me on the dealer playbook podcast
1: thank you michael